Hello and welcome to the series finale of the Brits Top Table podcast with Mastercard. The podcast where Sideman and I take a temporary break from tanning our cheeks to sit down with some of the biggest names in music and showbiz. Uh, Monia, I don't know about you, but my tan has been complete from the day I was born. So I don't, I, that's not one of my pastimes. But um, yes, that's right. It's just two guys chatting to your favourite celebs as we round up the first ever, ever series of the Brits Top Table podcast. And boy, do we have some exciting guests joining us today. Oh, gee willikers, you can say that again, Sideman. But do you know what? I'll tell you this. This is the first episode of the podcast we have recorded where Britain has been baking. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm going to say this right now. We're going to have to start thinking about swimming soon. You know, pools are going to be opening. Sideman, it's a big question. I've never asked you this, but I feel like our friendship has developed enough now. Are you a shorts or speedos, man? Definitely shorts. Definitely not speed. I I don't have the longevity. For speedos, I don't have the um, I don't have the yeah. equipment necessary to, to to you know what I mean. Like I don't have speedos confidence. Definitely a shorts brother, and def- definitely the type of I'll take one for the definitely team. Definitely the type of guy that needs like arm pads and a vest, a life vest and a snorkel and everything that would keep one safe in water. Well, don't worry, man. I've just had a pool installed in the mansion, so I'll make sure that there is a flamingo lilo waiting for you when you come round. I appreciate it. Anyway, talking about shorts and speedos, we're guaranteed to have a ball with today's guests. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is potentially the worst segue I've done this podcast, yeah. but we're going to go with it. All right, we're going to go yeah. with it. So, first up, she's the England football phenomenon. Yes. Who's repped the England squad. Arsenal and has recently been named the first permanent female host of Football Focus in 47 years. When she was asked, where would you like this crown? She simply replied, on the egg, son. <laughs> it's Alex hey! Scott. Hey! I'll have it there, I'll have it there. <laughs> and Munya, have you got the right temperature? Because our other guest is joining us from the sunny isles of Jamaica, my birthplace, and they are one of the best reggae artists of all time. Facts! The longevity of this individual alone should be respected and regarded. And no lie, it's time to get busy because Sean Paul is in the house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, respect. Sean, is it true that uh, you actually sung happy birthday on Sideman's first birthday? Because he was born in Jamaica (laughs) now. I remember you being at the party. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I recall doing something like that for a bunch of people, but I don't know if Sideman was involved. But big up Sideman. It's his birthday today. No, it's not. He's just no. chatting rubbish. Um, Happy also, birthday anyway, Simon. Thank you, thank you. 23rd of August, it's a bit early, but thank you. I was, cool I was, I, I going to say, though, I'm, I mean so much of what I say in that mm. intro because I have this argument with my friends all the time. I'm like, listen, Sean Paula has to be respected Respected. He always keeps one in the talk when it comes to bangers. Mm. He, he constantly <laughs> collaborating with new younger artists. Like, and then the the verse. I, I can't remember all of the words, but the flow when you did um every day we be yearning and concerning mm-hmm. the verse and then the then the then the then the then the then the then that is that flow is phenomenal. The respect that, needs to be put on the man's bottom lip. That's mm. all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> that's that's that. all that's I'm saying. That's your first ring wasn't it? Respect, respect, respect. <laughs> so, um, I mean, look, Sean and Alex, I thought you were strangers before today, but actually it turns out that 
Alex has been playing water polo with one of your ex-teammates. What's going on? Wait, no, I was not yeah. playing water polo with him. I've just got back. Well, that's what the papers are saying. That's what the gossip bags are saying. I've already got enough rumours to my name. Don't add that one in there. <laughs> I was over cool. in Jamaica doing some filming and my guy Marlon, who was like driving me around, looking after me, making sure mm. everything was cool, told me he used to play water polo back in the day and we had the tunes playing every single day and he was playing, Sean, he was playing your music in the car. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, he's my mate. I used to play water polo with him. And he was saying that sometimes mm. he couldn't get home, that you used to be like, come on, Marlon, get in the car. You used to drive him home. And yeah, he was man. like, he was saying you're a good guy. Alex, I've got to warn you. I've got to warn you. It is a trope of a Jamaican to tell you the famous Jamaican that they know and how they know them. <laughs> Even if it was a hundred years ago. Like, I'm, I'm telling you now, like, like Marlon prob- and Sean probably haven't spoken in over two decades, but but he's still living on that water polo story. Yeah. Yeah. Live on it to no, me, guys. Everyone knew Marlon. Marlon was a good guy, you know. Yeah, no, and everyone's my cousin. Big member of the team. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the one that, that's, that you get a lot. As everybody you turn a little famous, everybody's like, yo, you know me and you is related? Yeah. Like, ah, really? <laughs> I, I got a question for you, Sean, because I've heard about water polo. So yeah. there was one time I went to watch a water polo match and they said to me, when you get to the top level, the, these guys, they don't cut their toenails so they can scratch you underwater, they'll pinch you. <laughs> were, were you were you a clean or dirty player when it came to water polo? Uh, I think you when, you, when you play when you play water polo, you forget you forget rough. You know what I'm saying? So maybe mm-hmm. maybe I didn't grow my toenails, but I probably kicked a few people in the face a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's Here a great quote. Put that in the papers. Sean <laughs> Paul kicks people in the face. <laughs> that get your headlines right there, bro. Um, yeah, but it's a rough sport. You know what I mean? A lot goes on under the water. If the ref can't see it, he doesn't call a foul. So it's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. Mm, so nice. you're being thumped and kicked and pulled uh, all while trying to stay afloat and stay alive and shoot a ball into the goal. It's I mean, that's a great crazy, metaphor but... for life if I ever heard you, one. You're doing it for us. Now, Sean, uh, yeah, you've just released your latest um, album, Live and Living, right? Which was released yeah. in March. But um, I'm hearing that there's a second album that might be coming this year as well. Yeah, second album is on the way. I've released the first single called Scarcha, uh, which is the title name of the album as well. Um, and that that's coming out later this summer. Uh, I was telling people May, but I was rolling. What I meant was rolling out the songs um, okay, from okay, about okay. May. So that first tune that come out, I have another one with Ty Dolla Sign about to drop, and we're going to shoot the video soon. I've got to ask, what is the motivation for um, that level of output of music, even this far into your career? And, and you know, you have to give me the passionate answer, not the real truth, which is like money. I know that's what was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, money, money is involved, but also my love, my love, the, my love the music, bro. I mean, I, honestly, right now we don't make as much money, especially because of this pandemic. But also, just because of you know, music is kind of so split up right now, and there's so much different ways to kind of get people's attention. Um, so there's less and less people investing in music or buying music and the streaming thing. So it really ain't about the money. I, I've made some in the biz. But I love it, man. Uh, and, and the reason mm. why I did this project was to kind of, you know, show the unity in dancehall community. A lot of people probably wouldn't know that me and Busy Signal, me and Busy Signal are friends. Mm. Uh, so he's one of the artists I collab with on this album. Uh, you know, Buja Bantan is a hero to me. He's on the album and uh, things like that kind of just show the unity. And um, 
what we're known for is clashing and what we're known for is violent lyrics and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are competing on this album, all of us, but we ain't clashing. So I'm yeah. trying to do that and show the versatility in that way. You know what I mean? Big up to mm-hmm. all the artists and producers on the album. People have left side as an artist and producer, squash artist and producer, junior gang artist and producer. The Marco produces on the album. He's also an artist. Uh, you know, I produce and I'm an artist. Uh, uh, you know, so uh, Suku from World 21, artist and producer as well. So the point I'm trying to make is that uh, this album kind of shines a lot of uh, light. light on the talented <clears throat> people who I just respect and revere their work. You know what I mean? Let me be clear. I mean, what, Marlon's going to be fuming. He hasn't got a shout out, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Money, I just, want, I just um, wanted to say, Monia, Monia and Alex, you have no idea how this warms my Jamaican soul. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting that out <laughs> What makes you think I haven't got a Jamaican Simon, soul? Simon, did I not just tell you I've literally just come back from the island two days ago? <laughs> did I not just and tell did, you? I had wait, a patty for lunch. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I want to tell you a bit more about why I was over there. I was oh, over there yeah. because we were filming a documentary about my history and my family that have come from oh, Jamaica wow. that I didn't know about. So, Sean, I went to, my family were born in Port Antonio, yeah. Portland. Oh, wicked. So Love I went to it. those two sides. I went over to Kingston and I got in touch with family that live over there that I've never wow. met. So, side okay. man, don't be coming at me like that. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you about Jamaica right hey. now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> come on. Tell, tell they, you went deeper than a paddy. You went yeah. curry goat. Curry goat. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when you're over there in your swim shorts in the tourist parts I'm keeping it real <laughs> I, have to, I, have, I have to ask you I Alex did they, did they let you bring your shoes back <laughs> yes they did they did, they, did. okay because cool, when my dad goes over there literally the very oh, shoes the very shoes that he co- he goes there with he don't get to take back That's he, it, gotta, he gotta leave it <laughs> gotta yeah, leave it's, a thing. it's a thing bro it's a thing what you bring for me Yo, what do you know bring? what I have to do I have to say the only tourist thing that I did do whilst I was over there filming I mm. went to the Bob Marley Museum and you talking about music Sean and everything about it it's not just about making the money side of it the Bob Marley yeah. quote at the museum you know when music Music hits you; it takes away that pain. Well, yeah. You know that special, yeah. Yeah, yeah and and and, to, and I'm glad you went there. You know, I mean, I think a lot more people should be frequenting in that spot because it's an iconic brother, and what he's done has been so prolific and lasted for so long that um, mm. you know he needs the accolades, he needs the flowers. Still, we need to give him that. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, good stuff. Alex, the, the real the real question is: Did you go to the museum of Sideman's dad's shoes? Because that's <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Alex, sorry, I get distracted. Um, so you are going to have an extremely busy summer as well. I mean, like I mentioned, just named the permanent host of Football Focus, which is huge. Mm-hmm. I think oh. Dan Walker's doing it for 12 years. Also noticed uh, the RTS award, which is massive as well. One thing I was disappointed with is that you decided to celebrate this enormous award, according to you, by eating soup. <laughs> What was the what was the flavour of soup that you'd reserved for this momentous occasion? Oh, this is going to make me sound like a bore. Uh, butternut squash soup. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so if you were... Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait so wait. hold on, you celebrated by eating soup. 
I'm we not, were, I'm not understanding. We were in lockdown. I found out I won this award a week after we went into lockdown. Normally there's like a glitzy event, you know, and I was mm. like, yes, I'm going to practice my first ever acceptance speech going up on the <laughs> stage in front of everyone looking at me. And then literally we went into lockdown. So what is a girl uh, to do? Some, I didn't want to be that person that was just drinking every day in lockdown and everything. So I was like, at the, the first, at the start, I was just trying to be healthy and have some soup. Better than you know? squash soup. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, okay, Sean, <laughs> yeah. if you had be, if you had known Alex was there, you know, dinner guest, what would, what you know, what does Sean Paul cook as a three-course meal to impress dinner guests? What would you have done? As opposed to soup. Well, I, I went to hotel management and um, school, and they taught me to cook all kind of things. There's a school out here called UTEC. It used to be called Cast, and uh, you know, Cordon and Blue and all of that. But honestly, I can't. I can only cook curry chicken now. Like that's the only thing I like to cook. So, I cook curry mm-hmm. chicken on a small plate, and then I give her on a medium plate, and then I give her on a bigger plate for the three course meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I can't cook nothing much more than that anymore. I do like curry chicken, though. Alex. I do. I love it. And do you know what I kept saying? Because staying in the hotel, they were still catering for like we had a lot of Americans in the hotel, and I was like, yeah. man, I just want some real food. Don't cater for them. See, cater yeah. for me right now. Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah, next time I'm back on the island, I'll come around. You can cook that for me. I got you. I got you. Yes. Yeah, we'll be there as well if if, if that's fine. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't invite you to. I just invited myself. <laughs> God, I don't like this little Jamaican bubble you've got going in. Come on, guys. We're <laughs> leaving him out, huh? We're sorry about Brexit, all right? <laughs> now, Alex, you're, you're, you're accomplishing so many different things and I see you in so many different spaces, whether it was... Uh, like, I'm seeing you now being, you know, this first presenter after 47 years on that show. And then I just saw you on, um, what's it called again? The dancing one. Oh, Strictly Come Dancing. Strictly Come Dancing. I I was seeing you there. I've seen you all over the place. And and it's just like, you're doing so many of these different presenter roles and everything like that, that are so, you know, very important, very auspicious. But I know, I know Alex. Alex is like a fun-loving person. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? How do you balance crazy Alex and then, you know, presenter Alex? Do you know what? Sometimes it is hard when I'm up on the TV because I already get people from like saying, you don't pronounce your T's properly or your G's properly. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know what? This is me. This is the area I've grown up in. And it's yeah. a representation of the UK and society. Yeah, so yeah. I'm staying true to who I am. If something's funny, side man, you know how you're just saying, I'm going to mm. laugh at it because that's yep. what I'll be doing at home. So for me, Definitely. I just want to keep the realness always. Mm. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. And I, and I oh. love that the space is being created for you to be able to do that. And I, I, I think it's amazing. To I think you've broken down so many barriers for people. There must be just so many young women that actually look up to you for all that you've done from football to now, you know, transitioning with your career. I think it's amazing. I think, do you know what? Mm. That's what I love as well, because all of us right, right on here, it's like, yeah, we have a passion for one thing, but there's other things in life that we're passionate about. So why yeah. should people just try and box you in and say you should only do that? And yeah. so like, I feel lucky that my TV career hasn't just boxed me into sport. Like I love music. So when I'm turning mm. up here, talking to you guys, mm. when I go to the Brit Awards, like that's a passion of my music. Mm. So why can't I talk mm. about it and have conversations, you know? That's big, man. 100%, absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, you know, in similar vein in terms of you know breaking barriers Sean something that impresses me most about your career is just you know the sheer vastness of who you've been able to successfully collaborate with because you know working with all different personalities and chemistries in the studio I I think it is a real skill and something I was quite interested in is there's always a debate about kind of UK versus US but I was very interested from your perspective as like a middle party 
when you work with people like Anne-Marie, Steph London, Dua Lipa versus, you know, Beyonce, Rihanna, Buster Rhymes, do you see any huge differences in the studio habits of US versus UK artists? Like, how do we think about music differently from each other, if anything? Yeah, it, there's slight differences, uh, you know, but I, I guess I do have my preference, you know, Jamaica's grown up English, so to speak. Mm. So we have that little vibes. Um, I, I kind of more connect. As you see, I've been doing a lot of work with, with, with English uh, artists and thing, you know what I mean? So for mm. me, I would probably say, yeah, I'm more comfortable on that side. I, uh, your guys uh, until it, until he does an American podcast and then the answer <laughs> <laughs> you caught me you caught me you caught me <laughs> I'll be like ah those Londoners <laughs> sure can I have yeah. one question on that because yeah. that is you've like collaborated with so many different people from different mm-hmm. like you say like pop to reggae to dance or to it all have you ever had that where people are like oh you're selling out like why are you doing this but actually it's about yeah, what yeah. you said yeah, and people say, uh, you know, oh, he's secular now. He's like, you know, he's just like... Mainstream. Yeah, mainstream stuff. And uh, I think that's the point. You know, you're supposed to kind of take your culture and present it to the world. That's all I was trying to do. Uh, first of mm. all, I was trying to make a a, a, a fun song or go- good songs for here, for people to enjoy here. And then when I accomplished that, I was like, I want other people to hear it. And, you know, I still mm. haven't never even been to China, so... I'm still doing it, you know. I mean, still trying to get it going over there. Um, one barrier that we do have is is our patois, you know. I I never said it was a bad thing, but I always said, you know, our, our patois is is hard to understand for people. That's the way we speak. So uh, there is a barrier there. And then when people ask me, how come reggaeton came and took over, and 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 I know Afrobeat's doing well now, and 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 dance army is kind of weird. It's because a lot because of how we speak. You know, the rhythm speaks to people and people get one or two big songs. But when it comes to how we speak, you know, we chop it up a little and you have to be able to understand it uh, or else you kind of going to feel left out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is that thing. I I, I, I I love what you said there about, you know, taking it to the world. Because when I think about reggae artists that have taken it to the world, you you definitely, for me, would be at... At, at in the top five of people that really took it international, internationally and where I've seen you like collaborate with artists mm. all over the world. But I've never thought about the aspect of what you just said there because Patwa is essentially what people would call quote unquote broken English. It's so mm-hmm. near to English. We don't ever feel like we need to change it. We don't yeah, feel like we it, need to translate it. African dialect in it too, bro. Mm-hmm. It's got African dialect in it too. And we kind of just chopped up and it changes year to year. So it's hard to write down. Like back in the day, if you came to Jamaica, I'm pretty sure nobody said to you this time when you came there, um, my friend, like, Irie, you know? No, yeah, no Irie, yeah, Irie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably yeah. said a lot of different new things. You were like, what you just said? Yeah. So yeah. we make our stuff up on the fly, and um, that's what makes the music so creative too because the people are creative like that. I did also see, it was in one interview, that you said someone who wasn't on the list that you haven't yet managed to collab with uh, was Billie Eilish. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to collaborate with her. I, I've, see, I've listened to a couple of the songs. Uh, I hear her brother does the production. I like I like um, yeah. what she's doing, love her voice. And and I like to mm. think out of the box, you know, as you were saying before, it's like, Alex, you know, it was like, yo, why just because I do this do you think that that's only me? There's mm. other things that I could definitely, you know, uh, bring a better light to. So in music also... That works for me, and and Billy Eilish is one of them. I keep calling her Billy mm. Eilish. 
Eilish is the way you pronounce it. Eh? That's you the probably thing. never yeah. do it. It's enough. a case of wag one, wag one. Yeah. But that's the thing in life, though, isn't it? Like, it's when you drop something that people are not expecting. That's the yeah. magic. Mm. Like, yeah, if sure. you just keep doing and keep doing the same, same, then like life is boring, man. Yeah, yeah I want to say it. I get it. It's the same. It's what the sort same of song vibe. do you think you'd go for? Would you go for something sort of a bit more slower and, and thoughtful, or would you go for something you can you can gap and move to? Um, well, for her, it would be different to do something kind of moving. I mean, she does a lot of songs you could jump up to at concerts and stuff, but the winding mm. up thing probably not. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I've always hey, speak for yourself. I've wind to it most songs, so <laughs> <laughs> right. But 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 I I um I think I would try to. You know, come out of my box and do something uh, more slower mm-hmm. like what she does. Yeah. I, I watched her documentary. She can move, you know. She might yeah, surprise yeah, she her. can. She can. She does. <laughs> but, but mo- mm. I mean, most of our music, especially my own, is like <laughs> shake that thing, whine mm-hmm. and go down low and these type of things. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I haven't heard her do something like that. So I think we would be good to do music together. Whatever comes mm. out would be good. I, mean. I agree. Uh, in terms of collabing in the in the world of football, obviously you've played at a national level, Olympic level, played for Arsenal. Um, well, two questions really. Number one, have you ever managed to play even just a kickabout alongside some of your kind of, you know, your dream players? And also, have you ever nutmegged? Who's the most fa- famous person you've ever nutmegged? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's nutmeg. a nutmeg? I, I'm not, I nutmeg don't... is when you... Nutmegs when you kick the ball between someone's legs. Uh, Just type in on YouTube, Munya Nutmeg Sideman. There's a whole oh, we, lot of we call it salad. We, in Jamaica, we salad, call it yes, salad. Salad, yeah, so, salad. Salad, salad, yes. Yeah. <laughs> salad, yes. Salad, I kick. And then something. Yeah. And you go um, through the legs. But yeah. Let me think. What an, oh, name drop. Only because obviously this year <laughs> and everything was happened. But I did play on mm. the same team as Maradona. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was actually like a captain of my team. I do some stuff like playing in Legends games, and he was my captain. Yeah. But there, I was still fresh, you know. Like I was, I still exercise a lot. So I played yeah. the ball in front of him. Like he should have run onto it. He's like yeah. Alex, Alex. I was like, yeah. Play the ball yeah. to my feet because he can't really run <laughs> anymore. So, so you don't argue with Diego Maradona. I was like, yeah, okay, right? sorry, that sorry. The legend, yeah. the legend. All right, be to him, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's that's wow. crazy. That's that's amazing. You got to play with him. I yeah. I got to play tennis because I tried to play tennis. I got to play tennis with Serena once. Wow. And Whoa. She, yeah, and she let me beat her, and then I found out she was pregnant. And I was like, damn, <laughs> she, she's that good. I was, like, I was like, wow, I was playing a pregnant lady, and she had to let me beat her too. So, but but yeah, legend. How powerful were the shots? Oh, she was like hardcore with it, man. Sometime I'll be like, yeah, sir. And she's like, I did. It's behind you. <laughs> oh, now I feel like everybody's got a story. I mean, I went jogging with my mom this morning, if that counts as anything. Like, <laughs> you know, that your, your, mom, your, mom, your mom's famous, bro. She got you. So, yeah. Big up, big up, I went jogging with Marlon, so beat that. Hey, wait, how far did you go jogging with your mom, though? That's the question. Yeah, it was a long so, one. Oh, no, no, we, we, we did a solid 35 seconds. Don't disrespect the thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> to the gate and back. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, so um, we've we've spoken a bit about kind of what's coming up and all that you know some of the incredible people you both managed to meet. And um, Sean, we mentioned already your extensive contact list. You know, your phone book must be wild. <laughs> so what we thought we'd do is we'd play a game with you called Sean Call. <laughs> so what's going to happen is Sideman and I are going to pitch uh, a different scenario. To each of you, okay. yeah. 
And you need to tell us which person in your phone book you'd call to address this scenario. Yes. Okay, cool. So, I'll jump in first. Question number one. Your house has a power cut, okay? And MTV cribs are coming around in the next 24 hours. You need someone else's house to show them around pretending it's yours. Who would Sean call? Ah, uh, um, Elephant Man? <laughs> okay. okay, go on, why? What's the crib Has like? he got a good house? Crazy crib. He got a crazy crib. It's 10,000 different colors and it's like 12,000 square foot. Yeah, crazy. Wow. <laughs> What about you, Alex? <laughs> Who you got, Alex? Michael. Do you know what? You know at Footballers Mansions, I'm going to have to call on someone like Jamie Redknapp, I reckon. <laughs> He's got like the games yes. room, the barbecue bit, the everything going on, like the bachelor pad, even though now like he's sorted and settled. But the house, the crib, I think it can definitely be one for MTV Cribs. I think, I think we're <laughs> so- all jealous that you've been there. <laughs> I'm like this, this, there. <laughs> She's like everything. Do they have? Do they? Do all footballers have a uh, what you call it? The, one of those tables in their house. You know the football the table. Foosball. 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 I don't have one in mine. Mm, I feel like that's where you train, though. No. That's where you train when you're feeling lazy. <laughs> that's what people like when they ask me if they come to my house. They're like, "How come you've not got your medals or your shirts up and everything?" Because I'm like, when I come home, I want to switch off from my football or my sport life. You know, <laughs> I don't want to come home and sit there and be like, "This is my shrine." <laughs> with everything just around me. <laughs> Look at your own self. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sean, where do you keep your Grammys? Do you have like a, a little box, or are they on They're the shelf? They're actually on the top of my TV thing. Uh, I have one Grammy, one American Music Award. But all of my plaques is something that I, I can't I can't have them up because it's the same picture of me like, like a long time oh, ago. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay. annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> this dude looking at me from 2003. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, I have hundreds of them by the way. That's so, nuts. Yeah. So basically, make sure you have the perfect picture for a plaque because I've never thought yeah, about that. Yeah, you're just looking back at me with these Once braids, and it. I don't got no braids no more. I'm like. Who is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you send them back to Photoshop them? Get the ball in. <laughs> Get the <laughs> shaved head in. Yeah, yeah, I could Photoshop the, sh- the shaved head in. I still just don't like when, looking when, at myself when, um, 20 million times, though, and it ain't the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> all, right, all right, question number two. Okay, you're in a hostage situation, James Bond style. The villain says you must call a celeb, and if they pick up, you're finished, okay? Mm. You have to call a celeb and you need that person to not answer the phone. Who would Sean call? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Ah, uh, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> now, I, now, I, now I have to be all pathetic and tell, and tell you that Buster Rhymes is like my cousin-in-law. Yeah, that's the Jamaican <laughs> connect right there. I'm, do- I'm doing that Jamaican thing. I Buster am. Rhymes I'm doing that Jamaican <laughs> In-law. <laughs> Yeah. Alex? Okay, Alex, what about you? Um, I am going Dizzy Rascal. Okay. Because Dizzy oh. Rascal is just mad busy all the time. So I always yeah, know, like... Right. Busy Rascal. Busy Rascal, there you go. He'd call me back when needed, but not on the spot. <laughs> Dizzy's a busy rascal. Busy rascal. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for the papers. Actually, I'd call you Sideman, because I've definitely been sent to voicemail a couple of times. <laughs> I don't, I don't really, no, no, you've sent me to voicemail way more times than I've sent you to voicemail. No, 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 Munya. Listen, I've got bad connection I in the show. I, right? I think Munya, 
is one of them people that I, now I, I'm not, I don't ring a man for no reason. That's the thing. If I ring, it's because I feel like it's something I need to say. You know what I mean? I, I'm cool mm. to WhatsApp, but yeah. I get the vibe that Munya really doesn't like phone calls because he'll he'll, 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 no, he'll, no, he'll miss a call. He'll miss a call from me. And literally one minute later, he'll message me like, oh, bro, what's up? But then always with some dead excuse. Bro, what's up? I'm hoovering. Bro, what's up? I'm sleeping. Bro, what's up? I was breathing. Like, bro, just, just if you don't want to chat on the phone, just say so. Okay, sorry. Right, I yeah. do that to people. Listen to too I, much Buster Rhymes and got into I do that to people when I'm when I'm in the loo. You know what I mean? When I'm on, I'm on, mm. I don't want to answer. Then you hear the echo. Yeah, and then so I, I didn't know what and exactly. be like, Yo, what's up? Yeah. I'm the same. Yes, Drop me a message. So Drop me a WhatsApp instead same. of phoning me same all day, me. every day. Mm. Same. Okay. Question number three. You lose your jewelry at the airport, and you have a Vogue cover shoot that day. <laughs> Who would Sean slash Alex call? Wow. You need jewelry, you need good garments, someone with great fashion sense. Um, Who would I call? Boris Becker. <laughs> what? <laughs> <a player. laughs> I thought you were going to say Boris Johnson and I was about to hang up, so I'm not going to lie. No, 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 I don't have his nah, number. You, you called Boris for hair advice? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you definitely would need hair advice from him. Shaggy. Why Boris shaggy Becker? Guy. <laughs> yeah, Boris Becker. Why Boris Becker? I was I went to play tennis sometime. Uh, again, I, I tried to play tennis, and the promoter that for the show it was in somewhere in Europe, and he's like, I never knew you played tennis. He's like, I got Boris Becker on my phone. I was like, Yeah, right, call him. And then he calls him, and he's like, Yo, I love your song. Get busy. And I'm like, Damn. So mm-hmm. since then, me and him been friends. He, I've I've gone to a U.S. Open because of, of Sir Boris Becker. But does he, he does he have jewelry? <laughs> Yes, beautiful jewelry all over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, they do say that. They say that tennis players have a great net worth. Oh, okay. Nice. I, ah, I said his name in Jets though, because I I don't know who I would call if I needed jewelry for Vogue magazine. Not never okay. been a problem for me. Well, he could take one of the trophies anyway. I could probably wear so one of them good, big that is a good trophies answer. on my neck. Mm. What about you, Alex? How about you, Alex? Do you know what? I'm going to go with a name. Actually, she was with me on Strictly Come Dances, um, Dancing, Emma Weymouth. You know, she's a Viscountant of some, oh, like, okay, 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 so okay. you know she's going to have <laughs> the hookup for jewellery. She's got jewels. the contacts for Big Vogue. Gems. She's got everything. <laughs> okay. You beat me on that one, Alex. Okay. See? I don't think... Barry I was Becker's waiting for you guys to say up. one of these, like, jewel rappers that wear, like, four watches and they're all bedazzled and, and they're all bust <laughs> down and that. That's what I was waiting for. But um, okay, number four, <clears throat> you are invited to the Grammys and there's one chair next to you, only one. The staff can't decide between Beyonce, Dua Lipa, and Rihanna, so they ask you to choose. Who would Sean call? Oh, I definitely. Uh, for me, it would be Dua right now. Yeah. After that banger Dua? that you and Beyonce did. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce's dope and she's bad, but she's married. And Dua still ain't married yet, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, yeah. see, I didn't do okay. the science. I didn't do the science. <laughs> see, I got go, you there. Go on, Alex. <laughs> Um, no question for me. I am taking Rihanna because um, I know yeah. it's just going to be vibes. It's going to be a good hey. time. And yeah, Rihanna's yeah, yeah. the she's one. Dope. Yeah. She's dope. Well, we've, you've given us a wonderful insight into both of your phone books. I think <laughs> mine and Sideman's are strictly limited to our mums and grandmothers. So <laughs> just made us feel a little bit better about ourselves. But yes, that was Who Would Sean Call?
and also Alex. <laughs> so, guys, what we're going to do is uh, we've got a couple of questions left before you re- we release you out into the wild. <laughs> and um, one big question I have to ask you, Sean, is uh, both of us are similar in that both of us at one stage in our careers, uh, well, similarly successful careers, uh, had a mohawk. <laughs> uh, do you regret your mohawk, Sean? Because I regret mine and I'm contacting Google every day to remove <laughs> To remove all the images. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and when I do look back, especially me getting married in the Mohawk, I was like, damn, she really loved me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I've never seen it. I, I could have I sailed it. You know what I mean? Was there not any hint, Sean? Was, did she drop hints at all about the oh, hair? Of course, she, every day. And I was like, I ain't changing my hair, bro. <laughs> 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 I kind of look like this, I think. Yeah, that's how I look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't regret it, though. I've always wanted one, and yeah, I just did it. Sean, I heard you say once that you would like to play a villain in a film. Okay, specifically, yeah. you said in a Western film. Yeah. Okay? But we'll just go with film in general, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, Idris Elba is a fan, of course, because you worked on a song. But also Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland, who are both from the Spider-Man film. True. Would you rather play a Bond villain or a villain in a Marvel film? Uh, you know, I would rather play the Bond villain because I'm not so good with the tights. Like, I can't wear these tights. <laughs> oh, you like, don't I, make sure. <laughs> these, you know, yeah, all right. The jeans and the thing can't are tight. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Unless it's like... um. One of those with a baggy... So is you, there any villain with down. a baggy pants? There's no well, baggy hang pants. On. So you turned down the opportunity to be the Patois Thanos just because of tights? <laughs> May I come mash up the universe? <laughs> <laughs> no, my son loves um, Thanos, by the way. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So you'd be a Bond villain? Yeah, more a Bond villain, you know, in a suit, kind of sleek. I could see it. Yeah. 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 I'll it. be a Bond girl as well. I put out, yeah, I put out an Instagram post. I was filming at the Bond Studios, actually, um, an hour away. And so, like, the sign was there. I was dressed up, ready to go on TV. And I was like, rumour has it, people to this day still are asking me, are you going to be in Bond? Oh, I'm like, really? come on now. No. It was for the gram. It was for the gram. <laughs> oh, no, no. Do it, do it. Let's do it together. Let me and you get in the next Bond movie. Yeah. Don't, wait, don't Let's they do film it. in Jamaica? They've um, filmed two here or more, I think. Yeah. It's meant to so be. It's meant to be. Come on. Right, guys. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. Do you know this is the finale of our podcast? Like, you guys, like, kind of, like, closed us out. How does it feel? I made it. I made it. best till last. <laughs> <laughs> now, ab- yeah. ab- absolutely for me, this has been one of my favourite ones. This, that, that's, this is like a Sean mm-hmm. Paul statement now when he said that he prefers the um, British... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the British recording experience. Yeah, right, bro. No, but for, for, no, but I, I've actually been waiting on this for weeks. Um, they've been telling us that you know we might get Sean Paul, we might get Sean Paul, and you know I I prayed and and everything, and it's happened now. <laughs> and it's always lovely to talk to Alex because I just think she's just a great person on and off camera. So thank no, you guys no, no. so much uh, for joining us. This has been the Brits Top Table Podcast with Mastercard. I'm Sideman. I'm Munya, and we will see you shortly, or rather. 5 million and 40 naughty shortly. <laughs> bye bye. Hey. The Brits Top Table Podcast has been a something else production. Podcast assistant Ella McLeod. Production assistants Erin Uxler and Lily Hambly. Assistant producer Lizzie Frisbee. 
sound engineer Joshua Gibbs, vision engineers Nick Anderson and Tom Ellis, designer Aaron Baker, video editor Caricia Miller, production coordinator Jen Mystery, production executive Steve Yule, social producers Grace Medford, Akati Bassi and Darren Struick, social executive producer Zasha Morris. The producers are Gaynor Marshall and Matt Smith. Thanks to Tom Young, Chris Skinner and Siobhan Donnelly. Giuseppe De Cristofano and Toby Young at the BPI. The programme was hosted by me, Sideman. And me, Munya Chihuahua. And the executive producer was Alex Lawless. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate you. It's been so great interacting with all of these lovely people, getting to know their insights, how exciting the Brits was for them as it was for us. I've been Sideman. And I've been Munya. And I've made a friend for life with you, Sideman. So Aww. thank you for joining me on this podcast mission across varying emotional degrees. We've had laughs, we've had cries, but most importantly, we've had a seat at the top table with MasterCard. Hey. See you later. <laughs>